0: and gentlemen, here it is, the most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Check, 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 what up world? This is the man with the plan, Burt McGurk, a.k.a. PR, the king of hearts, and you are now tuned in to Clocking Out, the podcast you listen to, when you need to get motivated and inspired to doing bigger and better things. What is going on, everybody? How you doing? How you living? How you been? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Clocking Out. We are recording a live Twitter Spaces today. For anyone who is tuning in, um, thank you uh, for joining the live Spaces. If not and you happen to miss the live event, you can also go back to the Spaces feature on Twitter, listen to it, as well as uh, your favorite audio streaming platform and listen to it off of our Clocking Out podcast playlist um today we are going to be talking kangaroo heroes um let's get into it and uh guest speaker introduce yourself who you are where you're from and how you are a part of the project please
1: how's it going brother um my name's john torres um and basically um i'm just a holder um in the project um i want to say i'm the biggest holder um next to the to the kangaroo account itself because they we we held like 500 um, kangaroos. Um, but other than that, I would say I'm the biggest holder. Um, so I guess I have a really, 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 really big view on this project and where it's going. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I was born in Puerto Rico um, and then moved to Miami when I was 10 years old. Um, and then I went to school, graduated from from high school, from college. Um, over here in Miami, and then at 25, 24 going to 25, I joined the Army, and I just got out this year. So I'm an Army vet, and right now what I'm doing, besides um, this project and, and, and Web3 as it is, um, I own a company with my brother. It's called Reliable Transformation um, Management, and it's a company that he actually started when I was still in the Army. And it's, it's a funny story study because... Um, so while I was in the Army, and he was working his career, actually, in education. So he's a, he was a director, and he had a bunch of schools under him. Um, he told me about starting this business, this company, because he had a lot of connections. It's a consulting firm, firm and I, I went like, listen, you go ahead, um, whatever I can help you with. I'm even down to put money for you. Um, not that he needed it, but just so I could be a part of it, and he took over that aspect while I was in the army. And then fast forward a little bit. Now he got picked up to go to the FBI and I got out of the army. So now he's doing his thing and I'm taking over the, um, the company while he sits back. So it's, it's, it's a good cool story. Um, but it's, it's doing pretty well. Um, so yeah,
0: that's, that's what's up, man. I really like that. And, uh, I'm Boricua too. So what part of Puerto Rico are you from? I'm from Fajardo. Nice. I'm mutuado. Okay. Okay. I used to go (laughs) every summer. Nice. I haven't been there in a while, man. I haven't been there in quite a long while, honestly. Um, I need to go back. Um, You know, as Puerto Ricans, it's always good to go and and check out the motherland, man, and be around our people and everything. It's just, it's something about it. It's like an energy that we get. As soon as we step on La Isla, man, it's like that energy (laughs) that hits us. It's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? We turn into something else. Yep. Um, and I was
1: ripping in, no matter what no matter where you
0: where, where you had <laughs> yeah, all right um, what I wanted to ask is uh you said you were in the military what what part of the military were you in
1: so I was in the army
0: as far like but what did you do in the army
1: okay, so I went in as an animal care specialist, which is basically a bed tech um so my grandfather he was in the military, he's a Vietnam War baron. Um, he has a purple heart. And then after that, my uncle also went to the military. So it was something that was always in the back of my, my mind. Um, and I went to them for uh, for information about it and stuff like that. And one thing I, 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 I love to do um, is animals. Um, I've been a big animal person my whole life because we always have pets. Even in Puerto Rico, you know how in Puerto Rico, even though you have dogs and whatnot, they're usually outside. They never come inside the house. And then I moved to Florida and the United States and dogs are inside. So it's like a whole different world. Um, So I got close to animals like that. And I went into the military uh, as an animal care specialist, which is basically a vet tech. And then within like the first six months after I got out of training and went to my first duty station to do my job, um, I decided to go special forces. Um, I applied. I went to selection the first time. I didn't make it. I failed the second week in land navigation. And then I came back. But I was I was hooked on, on going special forces. So when you fail um, or they, they, they drop you for whatever reason, you have to wait a whole year to go back. So I went a second time. And then it was during COVID and stuff like that. So they were dropping people like crazy from, from, from there. Um, so... There's, there's, there's a, a obstacle course that is called the Astonic. Um If you can, if you YouTube, you'll see what the course entails, which is like climbing ropes, um, transferring from um, ropes to, to, um, to logs and stuff like that. It's, it's a pretty cool course. It's a fun one. At least I found it fun. Um, and during that time, um, when I did it, the second time around that I came back, the NCOIC, which is the person in charge of the program, called me out. And he goes like, oh, we're going to drop you. And I go like, okay, why? And he goes like, oh, because you skipped two obstacles. And I'm like, you mean I did them wrong? Because if you did them wrong, they'll let you know. So they go by numbers. When when you're in selection, pressure, pressure forces, you are a number. You not you don't have any identity. It's just your number. So you don't have a last name or anything like that. So he calls me two three one. That was my number the second time I got around. And he goes like, come here. Um, I got to talk to you. And then that's when he told me that I skipped two of them. And I asked him, so you mean I failed them? Like I did them wrong. Like I understand that if I did them wrong. And he goes like, nah, you skipped them. So I go like, how is it possible? Because the way the, the course is set up, it's just one direction. And in every single obstacle, um, there's a cadre. So one other person working and they will tell you if you can go or not. So like there's no way of skipping it. And then he goes like, listen, don't argue. Just pack your stuff. And you're going home. And I was like, okay. I mean, if I'm getting dropped for this, it wasn't meant to be. I was super excited for it. I was happy. I mean, that thing is crazy. You sleep like four hours for like three weeks. And then the last week, you barely sleep. Like you do a whole work during the 23-hour shift. And then you go back at it. It's some insane stuff. So I was really looking forward to it. But it didn't happen. So going back to that, um, I was stationed at Air Force Base. So I didn't know much about the Air Force and whatnot. Um, But during my first selection, um, I I, um, met somebody from the Air Force. And he talked to me about the different jobs that they had, especially in special operations. And the one that stuck to me was combat controller, um, which is their special operations. Well, one of them, because they also have PJ, which is fire rescue. Um, And I got intrigued by it. it. So the second time that I went that I fell, I came back to Moody um to the air force base and i had already connection with the para people from over there um and i also met another sergeant so i decided to give it a go and i started training which requires a lot of water in the army unless you're doing a specific school like um, um diving school you don't really touch the water um so i started training in the water in the pool um it was crazy because i never shown like that before like you know being from the island and whatnot and 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 over here in miami we go to a beach and whatnot but it's like regular swimming so that training was insane and then my that was my last year on my contract so my plan was on the that same year within that contract because i decided a four-year contract i was gonna go to the air force um so i didn't have to sign a new contract in case i didn't make it through so it was more like a safety thing if i made it through then whatever i would have extended my contract if i didn't then i would have gotten out Um, but halfway through my baby girl was born and that's when my brother also got picked up, picked up to the FBI and he goes like, listen, if you decide to get out, then you're going to run the company. I'll leave the company to you and I will do my stuff in the FBI. So I was like, well, that's enough. That that means I'm going to have a secure job because of the company. And then I'm also going to spend time with my daughter. So it was an easy decision. So I decided to stop halfway through and get out.
0: Damn, man, that that sounds crazy. You went through a lot, though. So basically, you got into the military because it was something not only that you were interested in, but it was something that was basically in your family, correct? Yes, sir. And um, that led you to getting experience and figuring out, well, not only getting experience, but it it makes you... Would you say that the military was what got you into really falling in love with the whole aspect of taking care of animals and their well-being? Or do you think that's something that you developed before you hit the military?
1: Beforehand. And, and, and funny enough, so the military itself kind of got me out of it. So um, in the military, so I'm going to give you just an example, right? So we work with military working dogs. That's our main mission. So we take care of them. We make sure if they deploy, because technically my job is a 9-to-5, right? It's like a, like a regular bed clinic and whatnot, but our main mission is is the working dogs, like the military working dogs. And then we have to make sure that they're always mission ready. Now, the unit that I'm at, I don't get to deploy um, because it wasn't a, a deployable unit, but being Air Force, they do deploy. So we got to make sure the dogs are ready 24-7 and make sure they're, they're healthy and stuff like that. But however, aside from that, we also run a regular clinic seeing regular customers, like military family, but with the regular civilian dogs. Um, so as I started off and, and one thing I want to say is it, it was a great job because of the time, like you go to the military thinking you're not going to have time for anything, you're going to go to war, this and that. Well, my thing was really civilian like, and the people that I work with, super great. I just, um, starting off, as soon as I get there, I had to put down a dog. My first euthanasia ever, a euthanasia ever, and it was a healthy dog. And the reason why we put him down was, her, sorry, it was a her. It was a uh, American bulldog, female, two years old, super nice, super cute, and super playful. So the owner comes in, and she was like, oh, this dog is aggressive. She's showing aggressive behaviors. And mind you, I'm over there sitting with, with the dog on the floor. She's all over my face licking me. And I'm like, this there's no way this is happening. Like, this is a healthy dog, playful. And it's a young dog, so you know how playful they get and, and they bite you like like playing around and stuff like that. And the vet goes like, Yeah, she's not showing any signs of aggression. But they already signed the paper. So what does that mean? Once they sign that paper, there's no going back. We can we can't put them out for adoption. We can't take them to the to the dog pond, anything. So basically that dog has no chance. So after seeing that, that, that I had to put down a, a health dog, you have two choices. Either you break down right there, or you're like, whatever, this is part of the job, we move on. And that's sort of what it did. But what it did was it kind of, like, um, blocked my, my 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 vision and my feelings for, for animals in that sense. Like, I just I saw it as a job. Like, I didn't care. Uh, I was good at my job. Um, but I just didn't have any any attachment to them, if that makes sense.
0: No, nah, no, nah, I, I, I totally understand that. That's understandable. It's it's one of those situations where you get put into it and you have to look at it from the perspective of the things that you need to do for your job, plus the things that go against or with your moral compass. So I, I can see how that <clears throat> one not only was an easy thing, but two, is something that would change the way you went about animals and stuff especially when that's your job you know it's it's one thing to do it and it's just something that happens and it's a a, a part of life and it's something that you need to do as a owner of a of a dog but when yeah. uh you're in that position and it's like against your job and such i understand how that could be difficult um the other thing that i find is kind of crazy is you mentioned it was a bulldog and <clears throat> i don't know i'm probably I've, I've never really thought of military working dogs, um, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, I, I know they exist, but being mm-hmm. that it's not something that's presented to us on a daily basis or it's right in front of our face, like, we, we never really see the pictures of people in the military with. Military working dogs, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard yep. um, when you when you mention it and you say a bulldog. I I'm not gonna lie. When you say military working dog, in my eyes, I'm I'm <laughs> picturing like a, a a fucking German shepherd or some shit like that. You get what I'm saying? Like the ones you see in the yeah. With the vest and all that. So for you to say bulldog and say that it's kind of crazy. So that means that they have they, they don't no. discriminate. They pick, or is it, the, or is there a certain there's certain breeds of dogs that they use, or do they just use any kind? It doesn't matter as long as they get the job done.
1: No, no, it's certain B. So the, the the American Bulldog that I mentioned that was a civilian dog, like it was a regular pet, a civilian pet from one of the military person. Um, the dogs that we had in that in that specific base, we had like working dogs. We had German Shepherds and Virgin Maloneau, um, which are super hyper dogs, super super like they're, they're, they have so much energy. So for those dogs, let's say you wanna you wanna have them as pets. You have to tire them out because if not, they'll destroy your house they're they're super athletic, but that's what they do um but in all the bases, so um I also went a lot to a naval base in in Jacksonville and a jacks and they have uh they had a golden, a golden retriever um uh, a Labrador as well. Um, but those were more like for the, for drugs and stuff like that, like sniffing, because uh, the, the different dogs, different dogs have different, different jobs, like bombs detection, or the one are just like for routine, um, patrolling and other ones are for bite. So there's lots of that that don't even do bite work. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to work
0: with them. That's dope, man. That's that's something. That's something I learned. That's new, honestly. Like I said, I, it's not. It's something you know about, but you don't really hear about it a lot. So that's that's yep. actually that's actually pretty cool that that's a job that you can have in yep. the military. Also, whenever people mention military work, the, the first thing they think is that they're going in the front lines and they're picking yep. up a gun. You know, so it's good to hear different um different jobs and different point of views and perspectives of people who actually have experience in it that can actually show like, yo, look, I've been there. I was there firsthand i know that it's not always like this and what you see in the movies or tv shows so that's good to know also but um yep. basically it's kind of dope how you and your brother have this thing where you guys like bounce off of one another so basically you were in the military he was off starting a business uh which was what was it called again reliable trust foundation or something reliable transformation management transformation um. management <laughs> i'm sorry about that um, It's all good. <laughs> and basically it went from him starting that and then both of you just started pivoting and bouncing off one another basically and when you yep. stopped the military stuff he jumped in and was he already a police officer or in the police no. force oh so he just so, wow that's crazy yep. can you explain a little bit about that or how he got into uh the fbi so funny enough it was really simple
1: he applied the thing is so my my brother um he was a, a director so my my that my whole family basically they they've been in the educational field for the life. my grandfather after the army he became a director in Puerto Rico. My grandma was a teacher. My mom's a teacher as well. So my brother, that's the route that he went in education. and he got to his goal, which was being a director, and he had a bunch of di- districts on, under him uh, within ten years. So like my my brother was working, like he knew that, that 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 career in and out. So we talked about it, and he goes like, I feel like for me to go any further here, like I, I already achieved my goal. Everything else after that is going to be a little bit more, more political, which I do love, but I want to do something different. And you know, as a kid, you're always watching movies and stuff like that, like FBI movies, and, and, and one of his favorite actors actually is the So he watched a lot of action movies. So it was always on his back and his mind.
0: Having some technical difficulties. Here on Twitter spaces, he's rugging a little bit. Let's give him a second, see if he comes back. All right, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty. Um, having some technical difficulties, but we got him back Uh, sometimes every now and then when we're recording on Twitter spaces, we end up uh, getting rugged, which is when either the host or um, the guest speaker tends to lose service and uh, we have some audio issues, but uh, we got him back. So let's let's get back into the conversation. So basically uh, you were telling me about your grandfather. And uh, his experience in the military and how that led you into getting into the military. No, we're actually talking about how all of that led to um, basically having this thing in your family where you guys all go, whether from the military and your brother was going for uh, his chance to be in the FBI, correct? Yes, sir. All right. So let's continue with that. Go into more detail about how your brother actually landed that because it's actually impressive that he actually got the opportunity to, to, to get in there when he wasn't even involved in uh, police enforcement. Um, law enforcement yeah
1: Yeah. so funny enough it was really simple he just applied and 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 just like that he just applied and he got picked up but um to go back to it so my brother got all the way um started in the educational um system that was his career because that's what he knew because of my family um and that's something that he was passionate about so he made it all the way to where he wanted to go within the first 10 years of his career like that and and he got to the point that he was he didn't feel like he could grow any further honestly so he didn't want to stay there because he felt like he accomplished what he was he was sent to do um uh, so that's when he started the company and he quit his job to go full-time in the company and he was doing really really well um and then midway through the company he just applied He told me, listen, they're hiring another FBI. And that's something that he's he's always wanted to do as well. Because since we were kids, you know, when you're a kid, that's how you watch like action movies and stuff like that. Um, Steven Seagal, and that's his favorite actor. Um, So it was always like in his mind as well. So that came up. He just applied and he got picked up just like that. Um, It was an administrative position. So it's more like in the headquarters so he's not a fuel agent right now though he does want to but he's higher than a fuel agent but he does want to go back uh and become a fuel agent um so he was like this is something i want to do i might have to shut down the company because i don't know if the fbi is gonna allow me to run the company while being the fbi so that's when i decided i was like okay um so what are you proposing he was like well if you're planning to get out then i'll give you the company i pass everything to you and you'll become the main the main um owner of the company while i work here in the fbi and i still help you out to get you started and whatnot i still can do the finances and stuff like that while you get situated and we go from there and then that's what we did
0: that's amazing man and that's what's up that's like some real that, that's family stuff You know what I'm saying Eso cosa de familia I, I fucking love hearing shit like that man When people actually You know Work with each other Instead of feeling like They can't I, I don't like when people act as if there's not enough room at their table to, to, to share, you know, food, you know what I'm saying? And yep. that that's just something that's really good. I think that's something that, that nosotros Boricua, like we really take pride into that. We always, you know, stick together no matter what, you know, we look at it like we're from the same Island and shit like that. My food is your food, yep. you know what I'm saying? And I, I love that about Boricuas, you know? Um, but what is it that the company did? What'd you do in that company? What's the experience that you got in there? Was it anything related to the web three space or is it anything in retail? Like what is it that the company did? What what was the, the main, um, focus of what you guys were trying to accomplish?
1: Okay. So it was, it started off as a consulting firm with different services. We're basically the middleman. Now, right now it's driving off just, um, private contracting for, for, um, Remodelation, um, renovation, and stuff like that for bathrooms and 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 classrooms and playgrounds and and stuff like that. And the reason why is because he had all those schools under under him. He knew all the vendors from the schools. He knew all the budgets from those schools. So when he got out, he got a, a contract, basically a verbal contract. There's nothing written in that, but that he will service the school with with the company. So all we do is. Provide the the company. Um, because the way it works, the the school, the school system is like when you bring a vendor, it's not as simple as here, you got a quote, just work it out and fix it. No, they gotta get approval, it takes a while, the, the invoices, the the estimates change a lot because they might tell you something this day, but guess what? Maybe the, the higher up comes on a day and they tell you, Oh, you can't do this, you gotta do it another way. So dealing with school is a lot of headache, but since he had all the connections um, because he was there for so long. We understand how it works. So we know how to deal with the headaches and stuff like that. So we, simp- we simplify and give the, the administrators at the school less of a headache and better prices for for those services. So the main thing right now for us is waste, ma- waste management. So we have, I think, five different um, campuses of school that we collect the trash for them. We have a company that color the trash from them and we take a cut from there, from that. So we do the same thing for any renovations that they have or any painting that they want to do for classrooms and stuff like that. So they come to us, we find them the vendor needed for that, for that job, so that specific job. We quote them and we take a percentage of it. So in a sense, we're, we're like a middleman right now.
0: That's actually really dope. That's smart, man, because there's a lot of people that don't want to deal with that. You know, a lot of, you're basically like a, a, a real life ghoul for people. Like if they need to get something done instead of them going and going through the headache of finding people and comparing prices and all that stuff, you just do it for them, basically. Yep. All right. That's what's yep. up. I like that. And um, and it's also
1: the trust this trust that, that they have with my brother, because, again, it's his his schools, basically, in a sense. So they already know him. So there's a lot of trust there and it was a little bit harder for me coming from nowhere but the fact that he's my brother and i'm his brother so there's a little bit of connection and i'm building that trust with them but
0: yeah no that that's what's up i like that man i like that a lot um and was it a hard transition to go from being in the military to doing stuff like that like what what was the most difficult part for you switching from you know dealing with animals and being in the military and having to take orders and and because i'm pretty sure it's not that easy i know i know it's not always like they make it seem in the movies and the shows like i mentioned but i know for a fact that you know in the military they are strict they do yell at you and everything like that it's just a sense of urgency that they get you to just you know get up go and and get things done but um yep How was it transitioning from the military environment into that type of environment? Because um, you're the boss, you know, you go from taking orders to giving orders, you know what I'm saying? So how was that? How was that transition of power? Basically, was it something that you did by yourself? Did you have employees to tell what to do and things like that? Was it a big learning curve of what you needed to learn um, in order what you needed to get done and stuff like that? Uh, Can you go into detail about that?
1: yeah uh so there's there's always positive and negative ways to it right so in the military you you the phone i don't know if i if i if you can hear me okay uh-huh. we're good, we're good. so in the military there's always going to be somebody above you you're always going to be taking order um and when it comes to schedules and stuff like that it's super strict but the good thing about it, that, it, it builds that discipline and it gives you structure in your life. Like you have a schedule to do and it always goes back. Like I signed up for this. So like, you know what you were getting into. Although a lot of people don't know. Um I thought I knew, but I didn't. But I was, I always at the mindset that whatever, whatever the time I do, I'm going to do it because I signed up for it. So going from that towards the end of, of my year, since I, I didn't want to be um, where I was working on because of the whole animal thing, like I was over it. Um, I wasn't in, in 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 a mentality that I, I didn't want to take anything from anybody. Like I didn't want to take any orders. So and that that messed me up a lot in the military in terms of like progression in my career because I never wanted to be promoted. Um, so I started off as an E four specialist. Um, that's like the the highest you can start without having anybody under you. Um. So you don't have any soldiers. Um, you don't have to manage anybody. So, and and that's one of the reasons why I, I got into the military is because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I thought the military was as easy as if you don't like something, you can just switch jobs because there's lots of jobs in the military. Well, it turns out it's not that simple. Um, I found out later. Um, but because of that, and, and towards the end, I started having a lot of authority issues. Like, I didn't want to be ordered around. Um, I never went to the promotion boards. I was always denying them um because i didn't want to have anybody under me like i was trying to figure out myself that's one thing that i like about the military but i don't like is that they force you to grow but the thing is as long as you you got good scores in your in your um pt which is your physical um fitness if you're good at that and you can talk to people and and follow orders you get promoted so like you have some really bad leaders because uh, like a lot of bad manager management because of them. And I felt like me getting promoted was a bad thing because not that I couldn't do it, but because I didn't want to. So how how is that gonna reflect on me when I'm managing somebody when I don't really want to do it? It's gonna make me a lousy management management. So towards the end, it was towards that. It was like like that was my mentality. So. As I, as I get out, I'm over here now. I got my freedom, right? Like I think I got my freedom and whatnot. But it's difficult because you have people, right? You still have people that you care about that care about you, and like you don't want to take like you feel like you don't want to take orders from anybody. For example, with uh, my ex girlfriend, my daughter's mom, I had a problems with her because I felt like she was trying to restrain me. I felt super restrained. and. I know a lot of it was because of me, just because I couldn't, I couldn't stand any orders like whatsoever. Like, even if it's just like, help me do this, like, I for like no, like I was over it. Um, I'm getting better over time. And, um, and, and I'm seeing the therapist for that stuff like that, but it, it's little things like that. Uh, so that made it a little bit harder um, coming out into the civilian well same thing with the company it was like it's it, with the company if i had a there, give me some 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 crap right so i'm gonna curse i would be like yo i'm not dealing with this i'm not i'm not taking shit from you i don't need you so at the beginning it was a little rough even dealing with them because i wasn't taking anything from anybody um but at the end of the day you had to compromise and that's one thing i was not willing to do and to this day i'm still kind of battering that if that makes sense um compromising a lot so it made it a little bit harder
0: no i i I totally understand with that i have a history of that myself too i did therapy and and psychology i mean uh psychologically and all that stuff like that they looked at me and did tests and and it goes from all you got a chemical imbalance to all you just need to work on your your anger and your stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. and all that stuff so i can understand and i relate now again you know from Having or being diagnosed with something like that and being in an environment like the military, it's something like you said, it does help you change, you do evolve, you do get better, you do pick up and learn things, you know, um, which is, I feel like the military is, is great for, like you said, it helps you learn how to be more disciplined and more, you know, on top of yourself and, and hold yourself accountable, uh, accountable for things, which is, uh, something I believe a lot of people can, can use, um, I myself, yep. I, I, it's like you said I, I'm, I'm just like you I don't like taking orders I don't like being told what to do um, You know, the military and everything like that Is something that's always fascinated me It's always something that's been in the back of my mind I've always wanted to try and join like the Marines and stuff like that but it's it's one of those things again that it's like you said I don't I don't do good with taking orders I don't like being told what to do and what not to do I don't like yeah. being being on anyone else's time on someone else's schedule so I do understand that but it's like you said it's about compromise and that's something that within time we learn that whether we like it or not it's something that we have to do and I feel like mm-hmm. the best thing that that makes us learn that is family it's like you said uh, you mentioned that you had a daughter right yep. And it's, it's, congratulations, man. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, uh, it's the same with me, man. I was the same way until I, I have two kids now. I have, uh, my daughter is 10, and my son is six. Oh, he's going to be six, uh, on the second. Um, his birthday is. And he, it's, oh, wow. Yeah, man. It got big so fast, and it's like time flew. But it's like, it wasn't until my daughter was born that I started getting some, some tough love on myself. You know, I started noticing that I couldn't keep doing what I was doing I couldn't keep thinking the way I was thinking or looking at things the same way everything changes and um, it's one of those things that it's like it happens and it's not by force it's one of those things that you really have those those tough conversations with yourself and you self analyze and you look at what you need to change for yourself and it's a lot more difficult to hear it From yourself than it is from somebody else because other people, you can brush it off and you can ignore it and be like, oh, they're just they're hating or they don't understand or they're just whatever. But when it's yourself, there's no lying to yourself. No one knows you better than you. So when you sit down and you self analyze and you go through it like, yo this isn't working no more we got to change this this has to happen this is for the better and when you start noticing that you're doing these things not only to better yourself but for your family and the people around you that you care about that's that's a great fucking thing so anything that can help you make that transition to becoming a better person not only for yourself but for your loved ones is also an amazing thing so um, I angry I, I i give you much respect man one for serving because like i said i i know as much as i we're guys I don't know if it's a thing for guys from like watching movies and shit that we want to be in the action and we want to be in the front lines I'm like yeah but then it's like once we get there and realize listen you got to pay your dues before you can get up to that front line you're like ah fuck this shit you're like I don't want to do this no more like so I you
1: you know what's crazy though is that it's all in in the head right like it's mental because like I said when I joined that, I switched my mentality real quick. I was like you know what I signed up for this I'm gonna take orders because you know what's coming you expect it but after going through all of that right like going to selection and stuff like that and not making it through and then towards the end you don't want to be there you're like like whatever i got like uh, a year left so like what are they gonna do kick me out i mean that mentality is super bad because if they kick you out and you get a dishonorable discharge you don't get the benefits yeah, which i'll tell you what i don't recruit anybody but one of the thing, best things you can do is sign up for the military do one contract you get your school paid for it which by the way i joined before um, after having my my degree already, but you get your school paid for it for thirty six months, and you can even extend it if the degree is in 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 a STEM field. Oh, God's um, listening. Listening
0: to this And BA notes. disability.
1: If you have any disability that happened during um, service or got worse because of service, you also get that benefit. So, I mean, you can be safe for 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 a long time just by serving, and 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 it makes you grow up. Honestly, it does. So I don't I don't regret really my time whatsoever in the military.
0: Man, that's that's what's up, man. I hope people who are listening are taking notes, man. Cause like I said, I know there's there's a lot of I wish I had more conversations like this with people who had experience like that, because there's a lot of people who not not to say that I, I haven't had any good conversations. I have. I, I, I learned a <laughs> lot. I learned a lot from all the conversations of all the guest speakers I had on here, even people that I talked to off the podcast. But um, a lot of people never really go in depth like that and give information like that. They all just say, oh, I went there. It was bad. It sucked. Don't do it. It's not worth it. But it's like, yeah, it's not easy It's not gonna be easy, it doesn't look like It's gonna be easy, I mean, it's the fucking army It's the military, anyone who looks at it says, oh, I'm just gonna go there, get a uniform, hold a gun And look cute, or whatever the fuck, like, it's now You see people every now and then on Instagram Posting videos of them parachuting Out airplanes and shit, and they think it's cool Until it's time to land, and then they gotta Fucking run, fucking four or five Miles with all this shit on, and they're like (laughs) Yo, what am I doing? It's like, yeah I don't know what you thought, this isn't Fortnite, you know what I'm saying So, I I appreciate you for sharing that and letting us know that there are some, you know, positives in there as far as benefits that you can take advantage of from joining and just serving, even if it's just uh, uh, as short as one year, you know, because things like getting your paid, uh, your school paid for and uh, <clears throat> having any medical benefits and things like that, that's also something I know a lot of people could take advantage of, even if that's just putting them, because a lot of people already are already eating shit and already getting yelled at and doing what they don't want to do. You might as well do it. In the military, learn something, build some character, and also get some benefits. If you're already living a life like that, you know what I'm saying.
1: Yep. And what's crazy is it's not just a cool that they pay you; uh, they pay for it. They pay for your for your classes, right? But they they also pay your housing, which is crazy, crazy to me. So That's for 36 insane. months, they gave you they give you basic housing allowance, basically, and depending on the area, it can vary from a thousand dollars up to four thousand if you're in California every month, just like that.
0: Damn, you got me thinking about joining now. I don't know. I might have to <laughs> it, It's crazy, I'm
1: telling you. It's super crazy.
0: So, um, after the military, after coming back and taking over your brother's business and him going into the FBI, what is it that through all of that stuff led you to investing and being like a real all-in type person because you said you're one of the biggest holders, correct, of Kangaroo yes. Heroes? How many how many nfts of uh the collection do you ho- do you own in your wallet um 106 right now god damn i'm thinking he was gonna say like eight or nine that is fucking no. crazy <laughs> wow yo big ups <laughs> to you for that right there but i'm gonna tell you why um later on in
1: that why because my view is it's way different from a lot of people in the project i think it might be my different from everybody um but to, to answer your question about investing, I started investing in 2020 actually in March during that drop like crazy. Um, so I was all about saving and then my retirement, which another thing that the military has, has with the trip plan is retirement and whatnot. And I, w- I would look at it going up and down and whatnot. but like, I didn't know anything about stocks and stuff like that. Um, so right off the bat in like March, 2020, I got into stocks and within like two months, um, uh, I don't know if you ever heard, heard of the World Squad, Chris Johnson, but I got put on him because of um, Gerald Peters, which is another Instagram person that that teaches that stuff, right? Um, so when I got into World Squad, I got into crypto as well because they have a, they had a person. Um, his name is Chris K, um, DeFi Donut. Um, he has a Twitter. Pretty cool guy. If you want to learn about DeFi and whatnot and you want to go down that rabbit hole, I recommend that guy. Um, i bought his course and I started learning first it was just like bitcoin and ethereum like everybody else but within like 2 weeks i started going to defi and different pro- protocols and stuff like that um and that's that's how i started my journey
0: and uh is that is how did you come across um learning about kangaroo here is that something that you just found did you know someone who's involved in the project like how did how did that come about
1: um uh, so i've been following Donnell mars which is prince donnell he's the the founder of kangaroo Heroes for almost four years i want to say three or four years um so before he even started this before he even had the jumping jack tax franchise um that's when i was following him i saw one of his video, um which was talking about sexual transmutation pretty cool video um and after that i, I was just following him And then a few years later, a couple of years later, he comes out and says he's dropping an NFT project and he's gonna launch it, basically a financial service franchise attached to the project. Because one of the utilities of the the NFT is that you get 30% off all the financial services from jumping jack taxes. So I was like, well, I knew about NFTs um, way before that. So the project launched in January, 2021, but, like I said, as soon as I got into crypto, um, I started learning about DeFi. I started learning about NFTs. I didn't mess with NFTs like that. All I knew was about the marketplace and how you can uh, get a fraction of NFTs and stuff like that in different places and how you can put them all uh, for collateral and take a loan. But I never actually bought any NFTs. I just, I wasn't into it. I wasn't like into them, if that makes sense. So I was like, well, I've been following this person for a few years now. Um, I've seen his growth with his company that what he's doing and one of the is going to be um, at this discount for the services not that I use them but if this guy and, and, and I'm going to give you the reason why I'm a, I'm a big holder right well probably the biggest holder is because if this guy is talking about making a billion dollar company with his franchise which by the way he opened he has up to date up to date 20 franchises open already is thinking about making a billion dollar company and this nft is basically the only discount that you're gonna have so let's say he opens 100 franchises you're only gonna have five thousand discounts and that's it so that made it like really simple to get into and that's that's the main reason why i got into the project now do I have other reasons that I developed through 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 my time being with the in, the in the project? Yes, but that was my main reason why. It's just the this kind of stuff because I can see that as a business.
0: So basically, you 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 went from running your brother's business and making it your own, basically in a way, learning from it, and then you started following all these other influencers and entrepreneurs and learning more about the Web three space, cryptocurrency, and things like that, and that started trickling down to where you found. um Donnell, right?
1: Well, I found out about him making the project. But yeah. yeah. Listen, when I started finding Donnell, it wasn't even about investing or anything like that. It was just that video about section conversation. I don't know why. I stumbled upon the video. You know how on Instagram you start rolling scrolling, and then there's a section that it gives you like a bunch of different topics and whatnot i clicked on his video and i got into it and i started following him and then
0: that's how it went <laughs> after that that that's crazy yeah man you just basically went down the rabbit hole and it led you from one thing to another man that's actually what's up yeah that's normally how it happens people go they learn one thing then that person puts them on to something else that leads them to go to it through another door then they start learning stuff and they start so that's good man you you basically was just curious on how you can do more and improve and and basically not only just invest but just grow and learn something that that could be useful you saw potential in not only in the people but in the projects and their ideas and you went for it that's what's up i like that yeah um yeah. and what about besides for that what about kangaroo heroes do you really like what is it that that just besides that alone what's the other thing that got you to really be like you know what i'm not gonna just get four or five i'm gonna go get a hundred of these motherfuckers what is it about (laughs) that like what, what drives a person like the only other project that i see because i came across kangaroo heroes And the way that I came across it is because I'm always trying to look for people that are willing to share education and information and experience for what they actually did. Like, that's the whole point of the podcast is to try and have conversations with people learn useful information based off their experience. There's a lot of people that go online and they're like, yeah, you should do this or you should flip houses or you should get crypto or you should buy stock. But meanwhile, they don't have any stock. They don't have any crypto. They didn't do anything. All they did is just copying what they see on YouTube and all these other people. So it's hard to find people who actually have skin in the game and actually have experience. So yeah, the whole point behind it is like, all I wanted to do was just find people who really have experience, who have good results, Who have a good track record and who are willing to share not only their ups, but their downs so people can learn from it. So, from doing all this research and trying to jump around, I found the Kangaroo Hero Project. And then they were talking about how they were trying to share financial literacy and educate people. And then, after I saw Donnell and his um, background and what he was educated on in his experience, I'm like, you know what? This could have something. So, I kept my eye on it. And then, not only just from the way that the project presents itself, but also from the community and the Discord and the people online on social media anybody who's part of the project they're all really informative they like sharing information they're they're very supportive um and it's just it's something that i just love to be around because besides for that project i'm pretty sure like a lot of other people the very first project that got me into the nft space was v friends of gary vaynerchuk and that from following him i started seeing and learning about other influencers other entrepreneurs and then their projects and their their history their experiences and so on and so forth so all of that started trickling down to where I stopped really paying attention to like the big names that were always in front of my face and I started digging in deeper to other people who were just getting who had the experience in other fields of not only making money but building businesses networking communities and we're just getting into the, and, um, the Web3 space or NFTs and crypto and all that. And I wanted to see how they would react from being very experienced in a totally different field and how they would pivot and make a change into the Web3 space so that I could learn from their experiences. So the, that's how I came across the Kangaroo Heroes and their community and what they were doing. And I I fell in love with it. I fell in love how their main goal is to basically educate people and share knowledge. That's something that I'm I'm really big on. I really um, try my best to learn as much as I can just so that when I'm around other people and I see there's a person willing to learn, share my information. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know everything. I know I still have a lot to learn, but I love being able to. I I feel like I've transitioned to being a know-it-all or trying to be a know-it-all to now I'm more of a teachable person where I'm like, I don't know nothing. I'm stupid. Explain it to me from the beginning as if I don't know shit. And that's the whole thing. That's the way I want to learn. So That's the best way to learn. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, that is the best way to learn. Because the, the second that you go in with the mentality that you know it no one wants to teach you they're like all right you know it so go figure it out hold it there you know what i'm saying like fuck it no one i'm, I'm not gonna stay here and waste my fucking time like yep. when you're gonna be like nah but i do it this way nah well i don't want to do that nah there's a method to the madness and unless you're willing to be teachable and to be a student you're never really gonna learn shit because the thing that a lot of people tend to forget is even till this day there's people like michael jordan there's people like uh, uh, um, uh, other sport like freaking tiger woods um of uh, the island uh, um ivan irons uh I can't even say names right now, but all these, whether it's sports, whether it's music, whether it's business, they all have coaches. They all have mentors. They all have people that till the day that they die, they're going to keep training. They're going to keep practicing. They're going to keep learning and studying because they can never know it all or know too much, especially with the way that the industry is right now or the way technology is where every day there's a new thing. And it's 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 a new application, a new website, a new software, a new program, new something that's making everything a lot more easier than it was yesterday. You can't say that, you know, everything, you know, so everything's moving at high speeds. It's always good to be around people who are willing to share information, especially if they have the real hands on experience. So that's something about the project that I I really fell in love with that. I'm still trying to learn more about to this day. Um, what's something that you being a part of the kangaroo hero project and community see is something that gives it major potential besides for the person who created it and their, yeah. their point of view and their plan and their goal. What's something within the project that caught your eye that made you say, you know what? It's worth having these a hundred people, whether it's not, cause I know a lot of people are into the whole, um, the whole flipping, they go and they buy something and they flip it for the profit and everything. From what yeah. it seems like, that's not your idea. From what, so, unless I'm wrong. So, can you go into detail about that?
1: Yeah. So yeah. So precisely, that's my my idea is to hold this. So at least know for sure that I'm holding one for 18 years because one of them is my daughter's and that one is not going anywhere until she's I 18.
0: Fucking love that.
1: So I'm not looking to flip them and 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 that's one of the reasons why I have so many. Is because. As long as I can, right? And as long as I see there at a low value, like undervalue, I'm a, I'm gonna a keep buying. So, my plan was to buy one a month. That turned out to buy, buy like three a month and whatnot. Very smart. But until this day, my plan is to buy one a month at least for the rest of my life. That's basically kind of like a retirement plan. Um, But, like I said, my, 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 my main focus was the main reason why I got it was do right if i'm putting i'm putting my money in him i'm betting on him and what he wants to do because he he's shown it like what he's capable of doing and, and he's a really um performer like he says he's gonna do something and he goes out and he he works he works right so and again the main thing was to represent however once i got into the community um, this is pre mint right? So once I got into this course, I'm meeting other people and whatnot. Learning more about the project, because honestly I got in just thinking about the 30%, I didn't even read much about the project. Other than that, like I didn't know it was complete what, uh, financial literacy was going to be, um, what it was going to be about. So once I learned about that, I was like, okay, so my mindset right now is I can do two things over here. One. I can benefit myself from this right because this is an investment and there's going to be profit in this at the end of the day but there's another thing is i can give value to people so i can do two things with, with one stone kill two birds i mean two birds with one stone um and the way i'm doing it is i set out so one of the things about the project is donnell is busy right so the founder is busy because he has his franchise to run and and, and 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 open franchises and stuff like that. And he has a project. So if I tell you that he's in the Discord every every day, every week, he's not. He's not. Um but what keeps me in the project long term is that and, and what keeps my peace of mind is that I know he's working. And the more franchise he opens, the better it is for the project. Because at the end of the day, whether people view it this way or not, we are connected to the Dent franchise because of the 30% now when I learned what it was like the actual project, uh, financial literacy and whatnot. And one of the main things is that this NFTs, they give you access to different events, private events, right. And educational events. I'm over here thinking, okay, this project is going to be, is based on financial literacy for the minority and truth be told is that us, we are a minority too, Latin people, right? Hispanics. We come into this country for a better life. However, we don't, do not have access to the resources that people that are already born here have. And that's the truth. Um, especially you see that in Miami, um, where you see a lot of Hispanics just working their ass off. And it does pay off. Like The more you work, the more you're going to get, right? Uh, but they got to go through hell. To, go to to get all those benefits and, and all those payouts, So my idea right now is I have 106 kangaroos. I only need one ticket for the events, just me, and I'm good. What I'm doing right now is I'm trying to get other people, especially the, the Hispanic community. So that's a space that I go every Wednesday. It's going to start at eight, by the way. Um, if you want to go check it out, it's called Son de but basically, it's these two Puerto Ricans, they let other projects um, come in and chill their NFTs. They do a lot of giveaways, but they get the community together, the Hispanic community. So it could be community from other projects. So my idea is I want to offer the chance for other communities to benefit from our project. So I'm trying to give away my tickets to that conference. And if we have the, for example, last, last month, um, we have the VR, the business mastermind conference. I gave away four tickets because I have five. Then I don't need any one for myself. What was I going to do with the other ones? Nothing. So I can, I see a way to help other people and, and, and for other people to benefit. So that's my, my idea behind buying more. And I'm still going to be bullish. Listen, I don't have a B friend right now because every time I see a B friend, I see kangaroos way cheaper and I can get way m- many more, um, many more kangaroos. If not, I will have a bee friend. And I I, I don't regret it, but every time I have enough eat to buy a freaking beef friend, I go check out the kangaroos and I'm like, oh my God, look at the front of this thing, I'm going to keep buying. And I keep buying kangaroos and that's why I have so many. But, um, so that's that's my main reason um, for having so many. I go into that space and, and I tell the, the host, which is a good friend of mine, um, Master Jay, I, I, I'll, I'll pin his stuff later after this. Um, And I told him, listen, I want to give back to everybody. I want to give people the opportunity to learn and to benefit from this project. They don't even have to buy a kangaroo. Like that's the beauty about this project is like for people to benefit, right. From this project, you don't even have to own a kangaroo because you can go in the discord and you have a bunch of people that specialize in different types of markets and different types of uh, careers and sectors that you can benefit from, from just being part of the community. So at least check out the project. And then what I'm doing is whoever's able to go to the conference, right? So we don't have a a state yet. We don't know if it's going to be in Philadelphia or if it's going to be in Miami. Those are the two places that they're talking about. But I go like, if anybody can travel in the United States and by the end of November or the beginning of December, let me know. And I'm willing to give you a ticket. Because I want people that are actually going to go And benefit from it um, So that's that's the, the, the main reason Why I keep on um, buying that,
0: that, That's dope man I actually um, From your idea of, of giving those tickets away What I used to do before I started recording The podcast I was a, a music artist And I was a music artist for quite a long time I got into I was like really like Behind the scenes with a lot of stuff I met a lot of people I, I got to be in rooms with people I shouldn't be in. And because of that, I made connections. I spoke and, and basically I, I got a feel for the music industry that I didn't like. And I pivoted to doing podcasting. And then uh, my goal was, all right, I'm going to take what I learned from being an independent artist about gaining attention and use it to help bring attention to other people and what they're doing, as well as I would like to learn more. And I feel like the best way I could do it is by getting hands on experience being that I can't be everywhere at once. If I can learn from other people's experience and learn from their mistakes and teach people from my mistakes, that's the best thing I could do. I felt like I wasn't the richest person in the world, but I love to talk. I love to give my time. So I figured that's the best thing I could do right now before I can like start giving away stuff and everything. But what I used to do, right? I would have, I would talk to people before the podcast became like a big thing. Uh, Or before podcasting became a big thing And I thought of going all in on it What I used to do is uh, I I changed my recording studio From recording just me And then I would help record other people And at the same time I would talk to them And what I would do is I would buy into their projects So what I would do is I'd buy anywhere from two to three Things of what they were selling. So uh, mostly in the beginning was just music artists. So what I would do is I'd buy like if they had a mixtape, I'd buy three of their mixtapes. I'd keep one mixtape in what I would call a vault. And then the other two, I'd give them away to people so that, you know, to give them a chance. Because what I've noticed is a lot of people don't want to give something a chance until you give them something for free. So the way that I got into NFTs was because I was always following Gary V. I I was always like everything that he said, I would try it and it would work. And I'm like, yo, this guy's the man. Like he knows what the fuck he's doing. He's in there. Like he knows he's been talking to people in this field and that and blah, blah, blah. Like he has a finger in everything. So if something's going to pop off, he's going to know before anybody else. So what I did is I, I stayed in his discord. I stayed in his Twitter. I stayed like nonstop. It's like you said, like you just got into the project. After like, I don't know how many months of being in it and getting all this information and learning so much stuff, it got to the point that I was so active in the community that Gary Vee actually noticed me. He started following me on Twitter and he sent me a free, uh, he gifted me an, an NFT and that was the first NFT that I ever had. That's and awesome. Yeah, man. It was fucking amazing. And, and the whole what? thing was that I looked at it like this. I looked at it like, yo, it's, it's like what I said before. A lot of people say, yo, get into real estate, get into stocks, get into crypto, get but a lot of people that say it don't even do it themselves. They just say mm-hmm. it because it's popular and they say it because it sound it makes them sound smart and they but it's not until you actually go and put some money and buy your first stock. That you start understanding what's going on because you could look at it all day but unless you got some skin in the game you're not gonna fucking know like you can read books mm-hmm. and watch youtube videos no matter how many youtube videos you watch no matter how many fucking articles you read or books you read you're never gonna feel like you know enough to start so you just yep. gotta start and once you start and you actually get a little momentum and you start getting an idea of what's going on Then you start going in more in it. You start looking into it more. You start understanding the lingo. You start understanding why numbers jump from this and that every other day or every other week. Like it took me a while, like the basic stuff I had to learn about stocks, like it's only Monday through Friday and it starts at this time and it ends at this time and how to buy a stock, how to close a stock, how to, um, you know, the benefits of buying a certain stock that gave you dividends compared to another one that doesn't or buying into an index or like there's little things that when I heard about it, it sounded like Chinese, but it wasn't until I actually got into it that I'm like, oh, OK, now I understand this a little bit better. And it was the same thing with uh, crypto and NFTs. Crypto. I basically did the same thing you did with the kangaroo heroes. That each month you would buy a kangaroo hero. What I did is each week, cause I got paid weekly before, and okay. what I would do is each week I had it set up automatically to take out forty to fifty dollars of my cash and split it up. And then I'd buy each week. I was buying twenty to forty dollars of Bitcoin, twenty to forty dollars of Ethereum, and I just kept doing that from 2017 up until uh, 2020. I would say I kept doing that, and I just stacked my stuff away. Then after I started seeing I had all this stuff, I started noticing. I was like, yo, I made a good profit, but it's like, what the fuck am I going to use this on? Because at the <laughs> time, no one was accepting crypto. So I'm like, yo, I got all this shit here. And it's like, yeah, I made a profit, but I want to use it. I want to do something with it. Then NFTs came along. So I'm like, yo, before I get into it, let me figure out how this shit works. So for so long, I kept, yeah, I'm a buy. i am am ai am a, I'm a, I'm a. I'm, I'm going to uh, create a profile or I'm going to create a an, an, a, separate wallet to do transactions or I'm going to get a, a cold wallet or I'm going to do this and and I didn't do it didn't do it and it wasn't until I had the conversation with Gary V I'll never forget it, it was mad late it was like it, it was uh, sometime last year and it was in September or yeah it was like September of last year or some shit like that and he he's like yo you won and I was mad confused he sent me a message <laughs> on on Twitter And like, I just ignored my Twitter and I was like, you know, fuck it. I was like, I'm on it too much and everything like that. I'm like, yo, let me just get off this shit. And it was like a random thing just because I said something like he did something like, oh, everyone change your profile picture to a V friend or something like that. And I didn't want to do it because my profile picture is um, is a drawing that my daughter made of me. So I'm like real sentimental like that. I'm like, yo, I don't want to change it. My daughter made it for me. I feel bad, like switching it even for a second. So I wrote a message saying, yo, I would love to take part in this competition, but I really don't have the heart to change my my avatar because it's it's uh, I couldn't afford at the time to do NFTs like the money needed to go to something else. And I wanted to get a V friend and all this stuff. And my daughter knew about it. So my daughter's always on her phone and everything, I mean, on her tablet. So she learned the basics of NFT. So she went and she went to like an art class and she drew and painted this thing of me and made me into an NFT, basically. And she came to me on my birthday was like, oh, daddy, I made you an NFT. And it touched me so much and in my head i'm like yo like this is gonna be my thing to actually like go all in and like really take this seriously you know what i'm saying like it was just a thing that i have in my head so like i have the picture in my wall over here my little studio i have it as my my avatar and i wouldn't change it so i explained that and then i just left it alone and then my phone started fucking blowing up like crazy and it was that he started following me everybody else started saying that he was following me then he started sending me uh <laughs> he started sending me tweets and everyone was blowing me up, like, yo, pay attention. He's hitting you up. You got to answer, blah, 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 So it's like, yo, for like a good hour, I was ignoring. It, and I came back and my phone was just blown up. So I get on it And it was mad, crazy Mad people started following me Just because he was following me And then I I sent him a DM And I didn't think He was gonna answer And he fucking answered The first thing he told me Was make sure to follow uh, That I, I stayed following him Because if I didn't He was gonna unfollow me And that uh, <laughs> Yeah And then So because it was like I was I didn't believe it was him I thought it was like A fake profile type shit At first That's Like I, it took me Ain't a minute follow for follow. Yeah and then he was like He goes Nah this is really me So if you unfollow me I'm unfollowing you back And I'm like oh snap so i was like um i'm sorry i I didn't i wasn't trying to ignore you i was like i just didn't know if it was real or not and he was um send me your wallet and at the time i didn't understand so i sent him my coinbase wallet and at that time there was no nfts in coinbase so he sent me an nft and it was a deadheads nft and i didn't get it because it wasn't a uh it wasn't a a wallet for it wasn't a metamask wallet or nothing it wasn't anything to hold nfts So he sent it, and he's like, yeah, you got it, you got it. I was like, no, but I I sent you the wrong wallet, so I thought I fucked it up. So it took like a day or so, but then he got back to me, in the DMs again. He goes, oh, don't worry, we're all learning, you know, it's a mistake, just send me. He goes, make a MetaMask wallet, and he walked me, he had the patience. This motherfucker who owns all these fucking companies and everything had the patience literally for like a half hour in the Twitter DM, and it was him because he was sending me videos and pictures of himself saying that it was him because I didn't believe it. And he was like, "This is how you set up a MetaMask. This is what I need from you." And it wasn't until I did all that that he sent me. Uh, then he sent me another NFT, a different one, and it was a, a a WTF Strawberry NFT. And he sent me that, and because he sent me that, I got all in on 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 that project, and I started buying more and more. But it wasn't until I got the gifted NFT that was for free that I started getting into buying more NFTs because once I got the first one for free and I understood how it went from point A to point B and what the whole process was and how it it was mine and like all that stuff. And I saw it firsthand. I started getting more comfortable with doing it. So what basically I said all that just to say what you're doing is fucking amazing. It's a great idea. Stick to it. Because like I said, what I used to do is and what I want to do once I get into a better situation financially, my idea is for every guest speaker that I have who talks about a project, what I would love to do, what my main goal is to do is work a way up to being able to buy Two to three of those projects Having one to stay in the vault And having two to give away to listeners Or to anybody To introduce them into the project So not only is the podcast episode Or the spaces on Twitter Giving them information and introducing them And giving them that, that soft entry into the project But also if they want to get into it and see what it's like like you said a lot of the nfts are tokens to events or certain things or even to discord room us discord servers where they can talk to people that you can't get unless you have the token so i'm yep. like yo you know what if if i get in a position i want to do that i want to do what gary v did because i felt like if it wasn't for him giving me that nft i would have never had the courage or the balls to be like you know what let me just fucking do it it would have t- i probably would have <laughs> never i probably wouldn't even have an nft still you know so i feel like that's a great way to get people into it once you sold them that you're that dedicated to it and you're that invested that you're willing that in other words that you have such uh, um that you believe in it so much mm-hmm. and the you're potential. The yeah, that you're like, yo, here. Like I, I know it's it's like giving somebody something to eat and you know it tastes good, but they look at it and they're like, ah, I don't know. They're like, yo, just try it. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those yeah. type of things. So I really like what your idea, man. That's a great fucking idea. Um but besides for all that, what's, what's something else that really makes the Kangaroo Heroes project something amazing? What's, what's the utility behind it that you see has massive potential that you feel a lot of people can benefit from that, that gives you that thing to want to give it away?
1: Uh, the main thing is, is financial literacy. So one of the things that they're working on, so we have a section in the Discord um, called Rune University and everything they go over, every single topic, is gonna be in that in there, so you're gonna have access to that 24 seven. So, like I said, anybody can benefit from it, and and, and that's honestly doesn't mean the main utility um, is is having having access to that education. Like I said, not everybody has access to that, and if if you go back a few years, right, when you had big conferences like real estate conferences and stuff like that, like Grand Candon Cardone and stuff like that, those tickets would sell for thousands of dollars. It was some insane stuff. And people still buy them But guess what? If you think about it right, that's your investment. Because when you pay freaking a thousand dollars or two thousand or three thousand dollars for a conference that you go to, you know you got you're gonna apply that whatever you learn because you just pay freaking thousand dollars. It's something that you have to work for. So if you can get the same information or at least like the the same basic information to start off why wouldn't you and 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 that's the main reason why i want to do this and, and why i'm getting so many is because every year i'll be able to give back to people to people who are not fortunate enough to have those resources and if i'm able to do that i'm impacting life which at the end of the day yes making money is great making profit and stuff like that but being a good person and helping others i think it is, it's a bigger thing honestly and if like, i can make it make make it through here again it's, it's not my project but even if not being my project i'm able to help somebody with the same project i think that's an insane freaking utility as it is like i don't i don't know of a bigger utility than that
0: no i love that man and i fully agree man i feel i feel that nfts the tokens and all that stuff has changed it it's disrupted Mm -hmm. this whole thing of buying tickets and all that like i feel right now the reason why i wanted to have you come on and share the information about kangaroo heroes and what makes you so passionate about it is because the fact is a lot of people still to this day give nfts a bad rep because a lot of them got introduced to nfts as a way to make a quick flip and make some money and a lot of people got into it And they got a little too excited about seeing all these numbers go up that they stayed holding the bag too long. And that when there was a drop, it's no different than than stocks. But stocks is just a longer period of time that you see your money grow and everything compared to Mm -hmm. to, to NFTs, how it works like literally hour to hour. It's just up and down, up and down. A lot of people looked at it like, oh, I'm going to hold on to it. It's up at 60000 It's going to keep going. And then once it dropped down, now they're like, oh, NFTs are a scam. There's no this. There's no that. Meanwhile, numbers are going back up little by little. They're just disappointed that it's basically... It's a game. It's a game that if you don't really understand it and you're only looking it for the financial gain, it's a game that you need to stay on top of because if you're left holding Mm -hmm. the bag, you're fucked. You lost the game. That's it. Yeah. And then it's all about like you can literally win the game as long as you have the patience to stay in it for a long time. Yeah. And your emotions in check too. Exactly yep exactly Mental game. and that's that's the thing that a lot of people don't don't get so i like having you want to share things like the kangaroo heroes project yeah. because this helps give people a better idea and understanding as to okay it's not all about the money there's actual potential in this where i could benefit it from another way because it's like you said all those tickets to go see all these other people were thousands and thousands of fucking dollars where meanwhile yeah. if you do the right research and your timing is right you can get one of these nfts for a couple hundred dollars and then not only can it go up to a couple thousand dollars but the utility behind it can always change that's what a lot of people don't understand Mm -hmm. a lot of people are too focused on the value right then and there of the project and how fast they can make a flip on their profit or whatever compared to what the actual utility of the project is or the functionality as far as what the blockchain does to make everything possible and the actual possibilities moving forward like a lot of people you have an NFT now and it probably does nothing but later on if they change it they can change the utility as they go as long as yep. you have it it's not like right now you go and you buy a ticket and that ticket is specifically for that that conference and then you can't do shit with it If they change their mind, they're like, oh, well, you have to go buy another ticket or you have to go online and do. Meanwhile, you don't have to do nothing with the NFTs. They just it's a a little click of a button and they change it. All right. Now, this gives you free tickets for this. This gives you access to this. This lets you benefit Mm -hmm. this way. And that's the best thing about it that people don't understand. It's it's basically like you selling them a T-shirt and being like, listen, you bought this T-shirt. And if you wear this T-shirt, you can go into any of my events. Yep. And it's like, okay, that's cool. And then it's like, all right, well, we already planned these three events, and now we have a new event coming up. All right, that's cool. We just need to change a little button right here, and that helps you get into And that's what people don't understand. There's different possibilities to it instead of just making money and when it comes to the kangaroo heroes project i really like how they're basically focused on financial literacy that's something that a lot of people complain about but yet they never take the initiative to actually learn everyone's talking about oh, we waste time in school because they teach us stuff that doesn't really matter they should be teaching financial literacy they should be teaching us how to open a bank account how to keep money right or where to put it or how to use money in general and then when you Mm -hmm. have an opportunity like this they're like oh but i gotta pay Oh, but I got Yeah, no shit. You got to get into it somehow. And even if you don't want to pay, the crazy shit is if you just give a little bit of your time and jump in a discord or follow them yeah. on the social media, you'll still get everything that they're saying for free. It's just exactly. about exactly exactly. That's the shit. A lot of people don't have the patience or the time. Like they talk about all this and this and that, but they don't have the patience. They want everything. You know- yeah, go ahead.
1: You know what's the craziest thing is that if you, honestly, right, if you really want to learn about financial literacy, just go to YouTube. YouTube University has everything you want to learn about. Free. Everything. Literally. Like, anything you want to learn about. You're not lying.
0: You're not lying. That's, that's... Yeah, nobody, like, a
1: lot of people don't do it. They don't. (laughs)
0: It's right there This uh, that, That's what made me fall in love with Gary Vaynerchuk Is the sense that basically that's all he did He's like yo I'm going to give you guys all this free information I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do And everyone's like oh you're stupid Because people are going to take your ideas And then they're going to be better than you And he's like nope Because I know no matter I can. He basically put it like this I can write a step by step plan For what you need to do to get where you want to be And I can guarantee you you won't fucking do it Yep. Very few. And that's the the crazy shit. That's, that's the thing that I love about all these projects. Like I jumped into the Mm -hmm. kangaroo hero discord and I'm like, yo, like I would like to try to find help in this and this, Yo, not even a few minutes. And they were sending me links on to where I could go to, 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 to properly fill out a form to get financial backing for an idea, for a project, for a business shit that I thought was impossible. And literally it was just a few clicks away, but I didn't have the patience to read To go through, to have a conversation for a few minutes and actually like, that's the thing. If people actually gave, if you don't want to give your money, you got to give your time. Mm -hmm. If you want to get things done fast, you're going to have to pay. If you want to get things done right, you're going to have to give your time and be patient.
1: You want a VR superpower, right?
0: Yeah, I have it. I wasn't able to attend. the the Right now, my schedule's been crazy just because my only job I don't have uh, because of COVID and everything, I haven't been working. So I've been relying so, on whatever money I have left, and all I've been doing is uh, DoorDash. So it's like my, my freaking schedule, whenever it says it's busy, I go out and I do orders as, as much as I can, and then I come back. So I missed the last VR thing. I'm hoping there's another one.
1: No, so listen, they already put that announcement up, so you can play the recording. And trust me, once you go see a recording, you'll see why... I think the way I do with this project, like I'm willing to to give this away because a lot of people can benefit just when you, when you, when you get a chance, go to the announcement section in the, in the discord and, and try to get uh, access to the, to the replay of that. And you'll see like, there's so much information in there, um, uh, about starting a business and, and from a, all the way to C it's, it's insane. Um, but I wanted to to tell you I think you were asking about utilities I, I think you meant to ask like different type of utilities that's just the one that I thought right
0: yeah yeah because like uh, I know from the VR thing and I know they mentioned like a couple other things from either events yep. or even uh, access to certain servers or, or, or chat rooms and stuff like that do you know mm-hmm. anything uh, any more information you can give into about that okay so the two universal utilities like meaning no matter which kangaroo you get
1: all of them are going to have this basic utility which is your 30 percent off the financial services from jumping jack taxes and every single one of them is going to act as a ticket for the crew conference at the end of the year now you have two collections you have the founder and then the original one the founders they give you access to the conference as a vip so you get front seat rows basically uh to the conference as well as a free mint a mint pass for the next collection if they do one uh, which is a pretty cool one um pretty cool cool utility so whatever they come up in the next collection if you have a founder you get a free mint basically now after that we have what we call superpowers so there's a total of a thousand two hundred and fifty superpowers um kangaroos and it breaks down to five categories of superpowers, 250 in each one, right? So, first one, we have the superhero um, superpower, which is any kangaroo that has a, a, a little mask, like a face mask, or a ninja mask, or a cyber um, eye. And what basically that does is it gives really you access to a free comic book NFT, as well as you can redeem um, that comic book for a physical copy. And the comic book is going to be based around financial literacy. Now, the goal was to do one comic book per year, but the way you're doing it, it might be two to three. I know it's minimum two per year, but it might come out to three. And it's a pretty cool comic book. Um, So you can get your kids started with financial literacy if they like comic books. So pretty cool, dope idea that they have. Now, another utility that there is, is the Mesh collector, which is the NFT is characterized by a kangaroo wearing... uh, a hoodie um, and it has a logo of a skull kangaroo it is it's either black or, or white like the color of the hoodie and that gives you access access to exclusive merch now they did the merch drop this year i believe it was march or april i don't remember but it wasn't any clothing it was actually a, a skateboard um they paired up with another company that they do skateboards and they did um i think it was like seven different colors um and seven different types and the way they did it is they also have a rarity ranking system so you have your common colors which is red green purple and blue and then you have one less common which is silver then a rare one which is gold then you have the really rare one which glows in the dark which is pretty cool i can pin up the picture for those um in a in a minute and then you have the ultra so the rarest one which is holographic um so that's for the merch collector. Now, you have the VR set headset, which is the one that you won, and that gives you access to the Business Mastermind Conference. Again, they said it was going to be only one, which they did back in June. Um, but they're talking about making another one, either September or October. So there's another conference coming up soon. Um, and it breaks down from starting your own business all the way to getting um, loans for your business, the capital um marketing and stuff like that. So a lot of different topics that they go into. And the cool thing about the the VR headset is that you're gonna have access to the replay for the rest of your life as long as you own um that headset. Now after that we have the crypto power, superpower, which they haven't done the conference but it should be coming either September or October. But it's gonna go basically everything Web3, DeFi, FPs and all that stuff. Um and that's coming up soon. The next one, which is the last one, um, is the black tie. Now, the black tie is categorized. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I didn't specify what the VR headset was. Um, basically, if your kangaroo has a VR headset on, that is um, what's called a VR headset kangaroo. Now, for the crypto, your kangaroo has to have either an Ethereum or Bitcoin chain. And that's your defining characteristic. For the black tie, now, it's a black suit with a black bow tie. And what that gives you is access to a a real life event um, called the Anno Bactai Gala, uh, where you get to meet all the franchise owners. So you get to network with them as well as the founder. So I think that's one of the best events. And the reason why is specifically, I'm saying this just from my mindset, you know, right? Again, with 30%, I'm looking to pair up with those franchises to sell my discount um, in order for them to use that discount, to get new, clients while Gaining me some revenue if that makes sense. So if I'm able to make this work I'm trying to implement it so I can get every single every single kangaroo holder Into the program so they can benefit from monthly revenue as well So that incentivize more people to hold the kangaroos I mean if you're holding a kangaroo and you're getting paid, there's no reason for you to sell it um, and just to give you an example of the type of number that I'm making is for the highest um, bookkeeping service that they have is a um, thousand two hundred and fifty dollars that the customer has to pay. Now, if you were to sell them the thirty percent discount for ten percent, right, of that, you would pocketing one hundred twenty five dollars, and they still save up to fifty. So they're still saving money, and you're making one hundred twenty five dollars a month per kangaroo. So imagine that just for hunting a kangaroo,
0: you can make one hundred twenty five dollars which is insane. That's that, the only reason that is fucking crazy when you break it down like that to be honest with you. That's that's yeah. fucking I, I see that's this is why I need to have more conversations when it comes to people <laughs> who are really into the projects, man, because there's there's things like you look at it and you're like, "Hey, I know about the project." And then you meet somebody <laughs> like you that has over fucking 100 and something damn kangaroos or shit in the fucking project, and it's like, "Yo, <laughs> did this person knows something that I don't. I got to figure it out."
1: No, and you know what's crazy is that a lot of people undervalue the discount from the beginning. They're like, because if you think about it, right? If you if you're just one person and let's say you have a business and you use the discount, you only need one discount. What are you gonna do with the rest of the discounts, right? But when you break it down like that, again, it's only gonna be five thousand discount. Now, by collaborating with the franchises, that means they can focus on getting more clients, expanding more franchises so everybody else can get access to that. So it's a win-win for both parties. One, because we're getting incentivized for holding the, the kangaroos group. Now we're getting paid for it, right? So I don't know why the hell we would say we would sell something that's giving you passive income in the first place. And then it allows the franchises to get new revenues, to get new customers. So in 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 essence, they're getting, um, they're expanding the clientele as it is. And, and, and again, his plan is to make a a billion dollar company, meaning he wants to open over a hundred franchises. So that at the end of the day is going to help him because guess what? you're going to be sending people there on their way because at the end of the day, if they use your token, you're going to be gaining revenue. So, I think it's a win-win for all of us. Now, that's something that I'm proposing. It hasn't been accepted. I'm working on it. Hopefully, it does. Um, But we'll see. So, like I said, this is something that I can benefit, but I can also bring the entire community to benefit um, with me. So, it's it's a way for me to benefit and help the community, in a sense.
0: So, it's a win-win. I I like that, man. I like that. It's like you said, you're killing two birds on one stone, man. Exactly. Because not only are you figuring out how to help and better yourself, but you're doing it in a way that it doesn't harm or affect anybody else negatively. You're actually doing it where it's helping other people. So that's actually Mm -hmm. really dope, man. And that's, uh, that like, again, it's, it's like what, what, what I'm trying to do with clocking out. Like, you know, the whole reason I call it clocking out is because I always, out of every job that I hated, I was always trying to clock out. I was always trying to find an excuse to leave. i I love working and making money but i hate doing things that i don't like fucking doing so i was always trying to look for a way to clock out so my goal is to help people by sharing information just like from people like you and sharing it to other people who are listening who are trying to learn and do better but either can't get out of that space or don't have the courage to do it you know what i'm saying so hopefully listening to people like you and getting information from you they can actually you know feel like they're more comfortable as to looking more in depth and getting more information and properly educating themselves on the space, whether it's from going to the military or getting involved in any of these NFT projects or anything like that, or the Web3 space or crypto, I encourage anybody to look into it because I feel like that's the next step moving forward that everyone's going to be doing, man. And um, yep. but what your idea is, it's like I said, man, from all the NFTs that you bought from the project that you're holding on to. I see that you have good conviction in the sense of what your your plans are moving forward. I love it. I, I really like what your what your plan is. Your ideas are just fucking amazing because of the fact that they're helping other people. And that's, that's something that I'm really big on myself too. I just wish I was in a position to do more than what I'm doing. And I know sooner or later I will be. But um, yeah, man, if, if ever in the future you need help giving those things out and you want me to host something so that you could do a giveaway of those of uh those <laughs> kangaroos man let me know or if you need help Perfect. promoting it i'll give it yep. away
1: um i was just gonna talk to you about that in a second i was like let me let me give you the last the last superpower which is not really a superpower but the last thing we have is the midas which is only 15 in the whole collection so this one gives you all five superpowers so and and is is uh differentiated by being completely gold The kangaroo is gold all around, um, but it gives you all five superpowers. Now I don't own one. That's the only one I'm missing for the collection. But my reasoning is I wanted to buy one, but instead of buying one, I ended up buying more kangaroos, like four kangaroos, just because of the fact that I can get more out of them. Now this one I would just buy just to make the collection full, but I'd rather buy more regular rules and be able to, to give more people if that makes sense that's the reason why i haven't bought one and at this point i don't think i'm gonna buy one because again i'd rather buy more kangaroos um but they might as that's the best one out, out of them and yeah i want to tell you like if if you whoever your your next guest speaker is and and future guest speakers are if they have a community or even for the for themselves if they're i wouldn't to to travel for this conference um once they drop out the detail where it's going to be they're here or philadelphia here in miami i mean um, and they they they're willing to attend. I'm more than welcome to give them the the free pass, man, so they can earn and bring that back to the community as well.
0: That's what's up, man. I really like that and I appreciate that. And like I said, my offer is yeah. always on the table. And real quick, uh, we've been on here for an hour and 26 minutes. So before we get <laughs> out of here, before I I, I uh, have you share some uh, last minute information. What I want to do is and also let you know is I created a PO app to commemorate today's space so for anybody who is listening to this recording and as well as for anybody who is here live i did a screenshot in the beginning of the recording on the twitter spaces but i'm also going to open it up to anybody who listens to this podcast after it is posted on uh, your favorite audio streaming platform from spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, so on and so forth if you listen to this before the end of next week or before my next guest next week um I will give you a POAP. And uh the way that you'll collect the POAP is after you listen to this podcast, uh, in the description below there will be our uh, social media um, information so if you want to get more information about Kangaroo Heroes all the information will be in the description um, as well as if you're listening to this Twitter space if you look up I uh, shared some of the links to the Kangaroo Heroes profile as well as JP's profile as well as the creator's profile and their website and their OpenSea if you're interested as well as all those links and information will be in the description wherever you're listening to this podcast but after you listen to this I would need you to send me a dm giving me some information of what you learned from this podcast okay whether it is about kangaroo heroes whether it's about the information he shared of his experience in the military um anything that you found useful from this episode if you send me a dm giving me a few words of what you learned and how you benefit from it i and as well as um your wallet address I will send you a link or I will just drop it into your wallet, the PO app for today. And what I'll do is moving forward later on, when you're ready to give away those kangaroo heroes, what I'll do is I'll only make the people who have the PO app in their wallet because I'll be able to see mm-hmm. who has it. I'll make those people the ones who are liable to actually win um, one of those giveaways from you uh, when and if you're ready to do so. So again, after Wait. you listen to this and you get, you share some information as to what you learned from this. Um, I will send you a link to the poll app Go ahead, what would you want to say?
1: Yeah, I want to say I'm getting over the the tickets uh, Access to to the To the event um, For the conference Not the
0: kangaroo Oh yeah, yeah, the tickets. I'm sorry, the the yeah, the, yeah. the the ticket, the passes to the actual <laughs> events. I'm sorry, because guys.
1: You might you might get questions later on, like, oh, you used to the kangaroos, and then I was like, oh, but I'm in the
0: ticket. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll get. I'll put. I'll get <laughs> for for those who actually get the PO app, I'll give better information on that. But again, if uh, but, you're listening to this, all you got to do is send me a DM, give me some information of what you learned on this and how you benefited from, and I will send you a link so that you can collect your PO app. Go ahead. Is there anything else that you want to share before we get out of here with us? Anything that's coming up or any? Yeah. Go ahead.
1: So they're actually going to be doing giveaways um, the upcoming month because of the crypto conference, and also yesterday they had a space talking about um, a kangaroo zero chess game, like a tournament, and they're giving away um, NFTs as well, kangaroo NFTs for the first, second, and third place of the tournament. So if you're in the Discord. If you join the Discord and you participate in a tournament, you might have a chance to win um, actual Kangaroo NFT as well. Um, and the other thing is, if you can get into the Discord, into the community, I'm telling you, you can benefit a lot, whoever's listening um, from this. If you have any questions, whether it's military or, or any questions for me, um, my DMs are open. You can ask me about anything, even about Kangaroo's Heroes, but it doesn't have to be specifically. Um, if you want to learn about other communities that I'm involved as well, um i tagged them up there actually um that space that i go to there's a lot of different projects different communities but at the end of the day they really help each other and that's what i'm trying I'm trying to bring them in into the kangaroo heroes as well um because we can all benefit from, from it so yeah.
0: but yeah Thank you very much, man. I really appreciate you coming by and being our guest speaker and all the information you shared from the personal stuff that you experienced yourself to what drove you to being such an advocate for Kangaroo Heroes and joining that project. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening and showing love and support. I truly appreciate it. Again, any information regarding the conversation that we just had today regarding um, Kangaroo Heroes is going to be in the description, as well as, like he said, if you want to go reach him out, I'll put, his, uh, I'll put JP's social media... Uh, down below so if you want to hit them up and dm them on any questions that you have related to anything in the military that well anything that we talked about in this conversation today um so once again thank you guys for tuning in this has been another episode of clocking out i really appreciate you giving me your time i hope you have a great rest of the night i love you guys stay safe peace and a holla shout the next one thank you
1: thank you i really enjoyed this space.
0: Thank you, man. Awesome. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. You did fucking amazing. You gave a lot of information and everything like that. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Hey, this
1: is my actual first interview about the project, so that's, that's pretty yeah, cool. You nervous. did amazing, bro. You did amazing, <laughs> man.
0: Have a good but night, yeah. man. Take
1: care. You too. Take care. Right, Thank bye, you. bye, man. No problem. <laughs>